Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for fifteen dollars a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential plan on us. Mintmobile. slash switch. Upfront payment of forty five dollars, equivalent to fifteen dollars per month, unlimited over forty gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at four eighty p. Active Mint customers by five thirty one twenty four get six months of Paramount Plus Essential plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May thirty first, twenty twenty four. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG. All right, Film Geeks, today's class is all about BlackBerry. Y'all remember that one little phone before iPhone became the category killer? Let's talk about it. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of All Right, Let's Talk About It. My name is Savannah. I am your host. I do film reviews and film industry commentary Okay, before we even get into the fun movie stuff, there's something that I just have to say. And um, it's kind of a bit of a tangent, but I've, I feel like there's somebody that needs to hear it because you, you're probably sitting there thinking, you know, I'd love to move to New Orleans one day, but I have a whole list of things that I really wish people would have told me before I moved here. Would it have changed my mind? I don't know. But I feel like there are a couple of things that you need to know. But one big thing, we're just going to talk about one. Well, kind of two, but one, mainly one. So if you're someone living somewhere that's not New Orleans or not Louisiana, so if you're not even if you're not even in Louisiana, not Gulf Coast, nowhere near here, you are nowhere near somewhere that is someplace like this. And you're thinking, you know, I want to move here, whether you're planning to rent or to buy. Now, if you're planning to buy, this is not something you may need to ask because technically it should be part of the appraisal. And then once you own your home, this is something you would take care of on your own. But especially if you're planning to rent, because the landlords here, um, there are no protections for tenants, really. It's it's kind of a bad situation. But when if you're coming down here and you're wanting to rent, you're meeting with a landlord or even a realtor who might be representing that landlord, the first question you need to ask, well, the first two questions, the first two questions you need to ask are, number one, when was the last time an inspector or, I'm sorry, an exterminator was out to treat the house for any kind of critters or bugs? That's the first question you need to ask. And if they can't answer that right away, tell them to get the landlord on the phone so they can find out immediately you want an answer to that question. The second question you want to ask, because this is very much separate from uh, the first one and the people who live here, they know this. You have to ask this specific question. When was the last time your the house was treated for termites? When was the last time the house was treated for termites? 
And when was the last time the house was inspected for termites? You need answers to those questions. Now, if I were you, before you even take a look at the home, I would call a termite killing place and ask them what the normal schedule is like for most homes when it comes to treating termites. And then, you know, compare that to whatever your realtor and or landlord says. There is a termite season here in the city of New Orleans from about March to July. Usually once the rain starts is when the termites go away. So during the summer, it rains for like a month and a half straight. It's, I love it, honestly. I mean, it's still humid and hot, but it's a, it's a little more comfortable, I think. So termites here, because Monday, I mean, for what it's worth, the termites have not been as bad as they were last year, at least not for me in my home. Now, if you're in St. Charles Parish, I don't know how you're surviving. I was actually out that way Sunday, this past Sunday, and they swarmed me. I stepped out of my car and they were everywhere, everywhere. And it was awful. Um, I was killing termites in my car for like two days. It, it was gross. But yeah, so here's the thing about termites is they don't like food. They like wood. So in a lot of these, these houses are made out of old wood from the swamps. And um, you have some of the wood out in the swamp that is termite resistance. But a lot of the newer wood that they've been using isn't. And it has to be treated. And... A lot of the Lord landlords here just don't get it done. They don't make good work of taking care of their homes. Not all the landlords are bad, but you will encounter a couple who just don't take care of the house and will get mad when you say, hey, this needs to get taken care of. Um, I've heard all kinds of stories, but the termite situation is kind of bad. So Monday is when they really just kind of came from my neck. I was just sitting on my bed about 10 o'clock at night and I just got swarmed in my bedroom. I don't know where they're coming from. They're coming from either somewhere up in the floor or they're coming from somewhere in the walls. I have no idea where they're coming from. I just know where they like to gather, which is typically by my windows and um, by the light that's next to my bed. So I, I have I've become a big fan of essential oils over the last like year and some change because they don't like tea tree. They don't like peppermint. And I just learned they don't like sweet orange. Um, sweet orange will actually kill termites. So I have that, you know, that scent running through my room at all times as long as I'm home. But, yeah, they swarmed me. It was Sunday night or Monday. Night. I think it was Sunday night. It just swarmed me. It was gross. They were on my bed floor and then they were gone just that quick. It was crazy. It was crazy. Just that gone, they were quick. Just that quick, they were gone. And so every now and then the last couple of days, I I see them and then, you know, I spray them real quick with sweet orange essential oil that I've mixed in like a water bottle spray thing. Um, So yeah, it's a problem and it's something that we have to deal with until the kind of mid-ish of July. And there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, we, our landlord doesn't really want to do anything about it um yeah it it is what it is and it sucks it sucks and it's gross and it sucks and it's gross so if you're planning on moving here you need to ask about um when that house was treated for regular bugs because roaches are a thing um fruit flies these are things that are going to end up in your house whether you have food or it's a mess or not it just happens uh fruit flies show up not just when there's fruit but when there's water anywhere so any kind of standing water still water if you have a leaky pipe you're going to get fruit flies. I don't know why. I, I felt like somebody needed to hear that. I was suffering earlier this week. And so I, I don't want anyone else to suffer. So if you're planning on moving to the city of New Orleans, it's wonderful here. The food is great. The people are wonderful and amazing and beautiful. Yes, there's a lot of high crime. Yes, the local government sucks. But there are termites. Please ask somebody before you sign a lease or you sign off on a mortgage. 
And that is all. So let's talk about Blackberry. Let's get into that. So I saw this movie last night. This movie actually came out last week. I've told y'all that May is such a struggle bus month for me when it comes to movies. This is the most boring movie month. It's a filler month. It's like we just, you know, we got out of spring and we're just trying to get into the summer, waiting for those big summer blockbusters to hit. Because once June starts, everything gets rolling. And I'm excited. I'm I'm already looking forward to June, most definitely. So last night I got to see Blackberry, which is kind of a semi-autobiographical, you know, fact mixed with a little bit of fiction, kind of a docudrama uh, with a bit of comedy, a little slapstick. It's it's hilarious, and I enjoyed it very much. So Blackberry is directed by Matt Johnson, stars Jay Baruchel, Glenn Howerton, also stars Matt Johnston, uh, Matt Johnson, Rich Summer. Michael Ironside, Martin Donovan, and the guy who played, um, what, Carrie Elwes, him. So a nice little cast. And apparently this was a bit of an indie movie. I didn't know this. I, I, I don't know. There was something about the film, the way I saw the previews rolling on screen. It just seemed so much bigger than something indie. Um, kind of gave me, you know, social network vibes. And it just seemed like it was larger than it actually was it just there was something about the way it was presented the way the film moved in the trailer I thought this was going to be you know you know a big motion picture kind of deal but then when I got to looking for tickets I couldn't find any um there was some tickets at another theater which is the one I went to um not my normal AMC but an AMC this is the AMC that normally gets your smaller independent films and I was like, okay, that's crazy. And then find out it's an independent film, which makes me a little sad. Not that it's independent. There's nothing wrong with independent films. I think independent films are great. Honestly, I think independent's the way to go because you can kind of do whatever you want without a studio breathing down your back. You just got to make the best film possible and hope somebody picks it up for distribution. But the thing with independent films is there's not always a lot of marketing and a lot of push behind it. There's not always, you know, this this rally cry behind it, even if the movie is excellent. And this movie is excellent. So it makes me kind of sad that a movie this good didn't get the push it deserved. This should have been a huge wide release on so many screens, um, especially just because it's super nostalgic. And you have a generation of people, millennials, who are just incredibly nostalgic. We all remember this t- period in history, you know, when the cell phone was really starting to make waves and starting to do big things. And then came the Blackberry. You know, we all remember life before the smartphone. We all remember our first smartphone. So I got my first cell phone when I was about 15 years old. And that was because I was part of an after school college prep program that was on the other side of town. So I would take the city bus to get there. Um, it was interesting because I didn't have a car. So I would actually take a YMCA van from school to the YMCA because the YMCA was right in front of the bus stop. And then I would get on a city bus, go down to the depot downtown, and then have to transfer onto another bus. And that's how I got, you know, from place to place. And um, I had to have a cell phone so I can communicate with my mom and let her know where I was, let her know, hey, I just left school. Hey, I just got to the place. Hey, I'm ready to go. Stuff like that. And, 
yeah, that was pretty much it. I mean, it was just a means of communication with my mom and my best friend. There was nothing else to do on this phone. There was no texting at the time. You know, it was just a means to call someone and having, you know, a personal phone on you at all times. That was it. It was just a means to call people. I get into college and I have this phone and it's the same thing. It's just a means to call people, except this time around, I have more people to talk to. But in terms of like, you know, texting communication, that was only when I was in my dorm room. We had AOL Instant Messenger. So the friend group that I was with, it was um, kind of a Christian. It wasn't, well, I say kind of, it was a, you know, Christian group of friends that I was with. We were all on AOL Instant Messenger and I kept that up at all times on my computer. And that was pretty much how we communicated when we were in dorms. Hey, do you want to go grab lunch? Hey, we're fixing to go grab dinner. Hey, we're going to go do a movie. Do you want to do this, 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 that, and the third? And then texting became more of a thing. And I remember when I got my first flip phone and that had texting. I had to have someone teach me how to do T9. But once I learned how to do T9, oh, it was over. Y'all remember T9? And then I got a phone. It was like a slide kind of razor. It was LG. I remember that much. And it, the keyboard slid out. So you would kind of slide the phone back together. And that was just your regular looking cell phone that you talk on. But then, you know, slid it up and the keyboard came out. And that's how I did all my texting. And I remember just wanting this phone so bad. I thought it looked so cool. I just The idea of just like, oh, pulling my phone out of my pocket and then sliding it up and texting. Such a goober. And I had that phone for a good minute until about 2009 when I got my first BlackBerry. And I forget what the model was. I know it wasn't a bold and I know it wasn't storm. I think it was like 83 something, something, something. If I saw a picture of it, I'd probably remember the model. And I was obsessed with that thing because at this time, Twitter was taking off. And how many people, I want to know, how many people remember if when you started Twitter, I'd say like 2008, 2009, you know, before you really got a smartphone and you were able to download apps and stuff, the, the concept of the app, an application. Oh my goodness. Before you could really like, you know, download apps, you would actually text Twitter. There was an option that you could like text an email or a phone number that linked to your Twitter account and you could text and tweet throughout the day. Now, you couldn't really read tweets or respond to anything, but you could just tweet stuff throughout the day. And, you know, that was it. I mean, Twitter wasn't something that I could do on my phone. It was something that I did at home. And yeah, craziness. The same with Facebook. Instagram wasn't quite a thing. It, Instagram really didn't become a big thing until I think I want to say like 2010, 2011. And by that time, we'd already had we already had the iPhone. And it was just what a time, what an interesting time. And it was such a short amount of time. I don't think we really got an opportunity to enjoy it. It was cool while it lasted. And then everything kind of shifted and changed. And I think this is what this movie is about. This is about Blackberry. This is about the two guys who came up with the design for a phone. Really, This idea of having your email, a computer, a way to phone and message people all in one device that fits in your fist. Um, a way to revolutionize the way people communicate. So they came up with the BlackBerry. And the BlackBerry was huge. Now, the BlackBerry really started out as a business phone. And that's how they kind of marketed it. it was great for business, sending emails, checking schedules. And then it became more of a personal phone, realizing, hey, they had to kind of up the ante a little bit because of competition. You know, that's just what happens in the tech world. And then the iPhone came out. And they thought, oh, the iPhone, no one wants that. People like the BlackBerry. They like the the keyboard. They like the clicks. They, you know, this whole touchscreen thing, it's going to crash. It's too expensive. And now look at us. 
<laughs> Look at us. The iPhone, um, in a sense, this is an interesting argument, is a category killer. You know, this idea of a smartphone, you know, the iPhone kind of owns that category. It's got to a point where, you know, oh, I got an iPhone. And you could be talking about anything. You could talk, be talking about an Android, Samsung, something. And But really, you're just talking about a smartphone. At one point, the BlackBerry ruled the smartphone market, and it no longer does. BlackBerry, the company, still exists, but I have no idea what they're doing. None. I'm trying to find out, but I can't get a whole lot of info on it. I'm probably looking in all the wrong places. But what is this movie? What what? How does this movie even fare? So, yeah, this is about the two guys who kind of came up with the idea for the smartphone. And the way this movie plays out, now I'm not sure what's true and what's not, but it, it moves really, really well and really smooth. So they pitched the idea to this guy who is a bit of a prick. I don't, I don't like him at all. And I think that's by design. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. But his name is James or Jim. I should probably find that out before I even go any further. Yes, Jim Balsilli. So Jim Balsilli, these are all real people. You have Mike Lazaridis and Douglas Freegan, who were the designers and the original owners. Not Well, yeah, the original, you know, CEOs of Research in Motion, which created the BlackBerry. You have Jim Balsilli, who came in as co-CEO. Now, the way this movie plays out is we have we meet Jim Balsilli. And he is wanting to run a department. 
He's in the, his company is in the middle of a hostile takeover. He, you know, there's a merger that's happening that's apparently necessary. And if the merger happens, he's wanting to be able to take over this new division. He's wanting to be the star. His employer sees the potential in him and agrees, yep, this happens. You're going for it. But it turns out there's extra information that's needed, some tax information. Another guy got it for him the last minute. And this has no bearing on his boss's opinion of Jim. Nothing's changed. He's going to present this, you know, pitch to these investors who are doing this merger. And the other guy is going to present the tax information because he came up with it. And the decision has already been made. You know, hey, if this merger goes through, you're going to lead this department. But apparently... Jim wants everything. Jim wants all the credit. Jim wants all the accolades. Jim wants all the attention. So he is pissed off. He ends up going to this meeting with, you know, Mike and Doug, and he, they're trying to pitch the Blackberry to him, but they're not calling it the Blackberry. They're calling it the pocket link. And it looks like a kid's toy at the time. And, you know, he's not listening. He completely dismisses it. He goes into this meeting and steals the tax information in a sense, you know, presents the entire thing. And that didn't bode well. He gets fired. And instead of, you know, now he's in panic mode. So instead of, you know, taking accountability and responsibility for his actions, he meets up with Mike and Doug again and says, hey, I want to buy your company or I want to be CEO. I want to help run your company. I can help pitch your product. I can sell it. I can do all of these things. Basically tries to weasel his way into this company because he's in a bind. And he does. And he's co-CEO along with Mike. And Doug is helping to lead, you know, design and pushing out product with these engineers who are just the nerdiest of nerds. And they're just wonderful. These are kids I probably would have been friends with in high school, but also would have made fun of them to their face because why not? I mean, what are you supposed to do? when you're high school and you're ignorant and you don't know what's going on. So that's pretty much how this film rolls of Jim just kind of steamrolling over Doug and Mike. Mike is very insecure. He doesn't understand his value, his worth. He doesn't understand the power that he carries because this man has a living computer as a brain and he's so smart. He's gifted, but he doesn't quite see it. He doesn't see his value. So he's his, he's always hunched over. He's always has his head down and he's, he never wants to look people in the eye. He says something, he'll say it with a little bit of force and then he'll look away. He never quite commits to his words. Um, and Jim takes advantage of that. And you have Doug, who is, I guess you could say, kind of the voice behind the brain because he speaks up for him. He... But also he's a little abrasive. Sometimes he'll dismiss what Mike is saying, but he's always looking out for him. He's always looking at what's best for him. He's always wanting to protect his friend and protect what they've built, protect their investments, protect their products, protect their patents, whatever, what have you. That's Mike. Mike is me, very much abrasive, wanting to cause, not really caring if his words or his actions or his tone causes issues. But hey, this isn't right. I don't like how this is going. I don't like you. I'm going to say so. And then... Mike is that friend who is just very, okay, I just want to, I don't want to cause any, you know, confrontations. I I, I don't want to cause any issues. And, you know, I just want to do big things. And like, he's very meek and very mild and insecure. And then Jim is just borderline, just a bit of a sociopath. He takes over the company. He, they're able to 
push out the blackberry build it and they you know build this in uh, this great business they're pushing out millions and millions of product they end up crashing a server in the network because there are too many phones using it at the same time on this tiny server so they have to manipulate the servers manipulate the towers so that they can create more bandwidth to fit more phones and they're all, it's all about the minutes they keep talking about minutes which is a bit of a nostalgic thing for those of us who remember when we got our first phones is you had minutes you could only talk for so many minutes a month. And so that was what BlackBerry was part of is, you know, pitching, hey, all these minutes that we could be selling for you if you use our phone, you know, people are going to be wanting to join your network because they have this cool phone, which means you're selling minutes. But then the iPhone comes in and it's not really so much about minutes. It's all about data. So everything shifts. This movie was just really, really good editing wise. And not just the visual film editing, but the sound editing. There was a smoothness in the way this thing moved. It had really had kind of a docudrama um, quality to it. Kind of reminded me of The Office. The cuts were just very sleek. The picture was very bold. The framing choices, you know, the, the moments where we would zoom in on Mike's face, even though Mike doesn't want to look us in the eye. And just making sure we got all of Doug, because he's just outrageous looking from the beginning. The way we always saw the top of Jim's head, you know, just reminding us that this man is in charge, yet he is so insecure. He's so... Over he's he's in over his head in a sense, and we're always seeing the top of his head, and he's kind of bald, and it's kind of adorable. But the the moments with sound in this movie, the way they would use different clicks and sounds and motions to create anxiety. This was a very emotionally tugging film. That this is something I mentioned on TikTok. The way the director Matt Johnson, who also stars in this movie, he was able to create this kind of emotional string between the audience and the picture, where when they tug, we move because we at the very beginning connect with these characters because these characters are written in bold. You know exactly who everyone is from the onset. You know that Jim is insecure, but also a little bit of a sociopath. You understand that Mike is very brilliant, but he's incredibly insecure. And you understand that Doug is very brilliant, but he is too damn loud. You get all of those things. He's a little too abrasive and he's also a bit of a goof. He doesn't take things too seriously. You learn all of this within the first five minutes. And I love that. Normally when things are too expository, it gets on my nerves, but that's only when it's dialogue heavy expository where we have characters trying to tell us things instead of just showing us things. I think Matt did a great job of showing and not telling. I loved that. From the from minute one, you are connected to these characters. So you're really walking in step with them as they go about this journey. Wherever they go, you go. You care about what happens to them. Even Jim, whom you hate from minute two. You hate him from minute two because minute one, you kind of feel sorry for him because clearly he wants something and he's nervous about asking it. And you kind of relate to him in that moment. And then minute two, he's a, he's a complete douche and you hate his guts but you're still walking with him. You're connected to him in a way. There's something about him that you're, you're, you're just inching towards and you're drawn to. Matt did such a good job as a director building and framing these characters so that they're, they're easily seen, but we're not given too much. They're not telling us too much yet. Even though we despise Jim, we're frustrated with Mike and we're annoyed with Doug. We still love and we connect with these characters. I don't know how he did it, but he did a fantastic job with that. The acting in here is incredible. Uh, Glenn Howerton, who plays Jim Balsilli, is excellent. 
He's excellent. Um, he was just a rage machine. I mean, he had just these highs and lows and he was able to kind of switch things where he would be, you know, this cool business guy talking, you know, good business tech stuff that he really didn't know what he was talking about, but he's a salesman. He knows how to make a good pitch and then switch to this complete jackal of a dude, just Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde of the tech world. Great. And then Jay um, Barcel, who... I believe was in the Sorcerer's Apprentice with, or Vampire's Assistant, one of those with, I know he was in a movie with Nicolas Cage, but people mostly know him from How to Train Your Dragon. He's the lead voice in that movie. Adorable as he is. He has like this blonde, bleach blonde hair. That's this cool color. And it's interesting that when we first meet him, he has this bleach blonde hair, but it's very much mixed in with his dark hair. You can kind of see his roots. So it's, there's that sense that he's not fully there. He's there, but he's not fully there. He, he's too insecure to go all the way. And he does such a good job of giving us this Mike who is not quite ready to stand at his full height. And then when we get towards the end, we get into the later, year, the later years of Blackberry right before the iPhone comes out. And Mike's hair is fully this white blonde color, this platinum color. He's wearing suits. He looks sharp. He looks groomed. He looks like he's running a business, but you can tell he's lost a little bit of the why behind what he's doing. He's becoming a little too much like Jim. And that's because Jim is so absent. The character arc here is so, so different. Normally we have these character arcs where people come out of the awfulness and into something beautiful, but that's not quite here. Jim is awful from the very beginning, but we start to see how that awful start negative starts to negatively affect him. I think that's the character arc. We see the consequences of his actions, the way his attitude and his behavior and his personality starts to really just shape and mold the environment. That's the character arc we get from him. And then with uh, Mike, Jay Barcel's character, we kind of see him blossom a little bit. That's I think that's the thing. We see him kind of stand up and blossom a little bit. And we finally get to see him look somebody in the eye. But it's at that point where he has to kind of surrender things and realize things did not pan out the way he wanted them to. He, we get this moment of just strength from him, but it's at his weakest point. God, that was brilliant. Ugh. This was such a good movie. It was such a good movie. I think it's the acting that really does it here. This was just solid all around. I don't really have anything crazy or negative to say about it. It was just such a beautiful, engaging, well-done story. I mean, the, the way the story told, it was just great. I mean, the pacing was good. It was a little under two hours. It was just it was a solid movie solid movie I, I don't really have anything negative to say about this I mean I'm having a hard time doing like thinking what are my top five movies of the year I, I'm a little stuck just a little stuck but this was solid it was an absolutely solid film so if you happen to have this showing in your area highly recommend if you're not really interested in some of the bigger blockbusters that are coming out this week and next week and you just want something a little low-key highly recommend highly recommend Want to advertise on this podcast? Check the episode description to see how you can be featured on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to me rant and rave once again about another movie that was Blackberry directed by Matt Johnson. 
just overall thoughts it's solid it's just a solid good movie great acting great editing great sound and a good story great pacing it's just a really good movie really solid i really enjoyed it and i hope you do as well so let me know if you're planning on seeing it or if you have seen it let me know if you had a blackberry what model did you have i'm curious or what was your first smartphone two questions what was your first smartphone and when did you if you did if you did switch to an iphone when did you switch to an iphone if i remember correctly i believe i switched to an iphone in 2012 got an iphone 4 fun times so what's coming up y'all i have no idea what's happening next week i have no i no idea but i do know that the week after that june 1st i am seeing the boogeyman i just need to reread the short story i'm pretty sure i'm 99 sure i have the book in which that short story resides so i know that's coming up and then the week after that i think i think i think i think I have to check the calendar, but I think Indiana Jones comes out. I need to rewatch. It's been a long time since I've watched an Indiana Jones movie. It's been a year. I haven't watched any of the originals since I was a child. And then I've watched, I think it was the one with Shia LaBeouf that came out however many years later. Not later, but how many ever years, how many ever, how many ever years ago um, that the one with Shia LaBeouf came out? I need to rewatch that one. So I need to rewatch the Indiana Jones movies before I see this new one coming out. And then I know The Blackening comes out the week of my birthday. And I am so excited about that. I am, I cannot tell you how much I'm looking forward to watching that one. That one's going to be a trip and a half. I can't wait. So that's what's coming up. Let me know if you have any questions, I guess. I don't know where I was going with that one. But I love you very much. Thank you so much for listening. Oh, for those of you who follow me on TikTok and you like some of the, my normal I guess you could say takes that are on TikTok you need to follow me on Rumble I'm doing things on Rumble that are different from things that are here thank you so much for your time you're amazing I love you and I will see you next time planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.